What's up? What's up? It is podcast number four you. with your co-host Sensei Paola. How are you guys? And Sensei Alex here, live from South Florida. That's right, specifically Palmetto Bay. Palmetto Bay, Florida. We are in the house again. Podcast number four. We've kind of abandoned you guys for a little bit because we have been so busy with all these with this fun summer that we've been having. That's right. We have had been having a good time with the kids, enjoying fun activities, going to the park and going on to different field trips. But along with having working with kids also comes a little bit of sniffles. And this oh weekend, oh, boy, uh oh, I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to tell the story. Uh, so, yeah, that's right. What happened last week? We had a couple of kids come down with the. It was a stomach virus, but it was only like a 24 hour stomach virus. Like you get it one day, day and the next day you felt good. And um, I was pretty happy because one of the kids, some of the kids came down with it on Thursday. So our son came down with that's it. That's right. He he was actually one of the first ones. Throwing up all over the place. Exactly. And then we um were, were it was actually a fun weekend. Saturday we got to relax. We I, had a great promotion exam that's on Saturday right. morning. Saturday morning we had a bunch of people go to uh intermediate next, level. They went to another belt, they promoted. That's right. And we had so congratulations to you guys if you're hearing us. We're super happy for you guys and excited super for the next level. One of the best exams we've had in a long time. Kids came in there with great attitude. Great determination, great karate spirit. That was awesome. And they actually attained their next belt because I don't know if you know about SKC Karate, but if you're not to par on your test, we will fail you. That's right. Nothing is given, but everything is earned. earned. That's earned. right, guys. So everybody earned rightfully their belt this weekend. So great Saturday. And then Sunday, we decided to do some house chores here at the house. Exactly. We wanted to clean up. We're kind of decluttering a little bit. We had stuff in boxes because uh, we were actually going to sell our house. Crazy idea. But um, we were going to sell our house because we actually wanted to... Um, I don't know what we were doing. What was the whole craze with the sale of the house? We wanted to go ahead and use that sale to beef up SKC. That's right. And make some better programming and, and do some renovations for SKC because we truly wanted to bring a better place for kids to enjoy. Exactly. But then we said, wait a minute, we sell our house, where are we going to live? Yep. So we decided not to. Well, that's not really how the story happened. That Actually, the deal fell through. The person who was buying it, I think they moved and um, they weren't able to, to proceed with the sale. But hey, listen, that was such a gain on our behalf. Such a gain. We're happy, excited. Thank you, universe. Yep, yep, yep. So we decided to stay. So we went ahead and and we were unboxing up a whole bunch of stuff and putting things back in order and doing everything. And all of a sudden, I just start feeling not so good. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, honey. He's worried. You're worried. Yeah, he was pale. I was like, babe, are you okay? And then my stomach just felt so funny. I mean, I had an amazing breakfast in the morning. Sunday morning, we all had an amazing breakfast. We had... Um, we had arepas. Arepas. What's arepas? It's like, I call them Colombian pancakes. That's right. They are Colombian pancakes. They're Colombian pancakes. It's an acquired taste, but if you're from South America, you know what an arepa is. It's a Colombian pancake. And we had arepa. We had some bacon. We had some, uh, some coffee. coffee, some eggs. It was, an, it was a great Monday. I mean, a great Sunday. But then my stomach just wouldn't feel like it had digested any of the food. It just felt like it was just there, and I kept I kept staying full throughout, 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 throughout. And then his stomach just extended. It was like, whoa. 
And then all of a sudden, I just start puking all over the place. Holy moly. When he says puking, not all over the place. No. But he did puke about nine times. Yes. It was bad. And she's and like, oh, boy. Man, I hope you're okay. I hope you're okay. And then a couple of hours later, <laughs> you start your puking. Oh, it was horrible. And horrible. our son, who's nine years old, he's going around just trying to help us. Worried. He's like, are you guys Okay. He, but, he does. He gets worried. He, yeah, he, he wants in, to know what's going on. He's he, kind of watching us like, why are they throwing up? And we're like, we're okay, baby. We're okay. They, he never gets to see that. That's right. We always, never, gets, we always see him. We always see him do it, right? So it was a 24-hour bug, and it just took us completely out of commission. It was, of course, uh, like I always say, us guys were such babies when we get sick. He always but, says that. But it's true. You know what? Listen, I'm a guy, and I, I have to give it to the women out there. Because women, you guys are just special when it comes to getting sick. Like, you guys get sick and you guys will still get shit done. Well, we have to. We don't have a choice. You guys, no. But you see, guys don't have a choice either, but we just become really big babies. <laughs> right? When we get sick, the whole world is ending. Right? We want to lay in bed. Right? We just, we want to get our head touched. <laughs> right? And we, wanna, we want people to care for us. Right? That's, I guess that's what guys, well, at least, at least that's what I do. I mean, I, that's what I want when I get sick, but I know there's things to get done, so I have to just keep moving. I know there's biological things happening where men can't have babies, but if that's maybe why men cannot have babies, because we won't be able to do it. <laughs> I don't think you would. We won't be able to do it. It's um, tough. It's, I, men won't be able to do it. If we had to go through that much pain, they'll be, the population will be completely low. Thank God it's the women. Uh, thank you, women, all you women out there for making us. That's right. right. We all came from a woman. We all came from a woman, right? So thank you, ladies, for not giving up and being <laughs> such tough, tough people, right? <laughs> being the tough rate, being the tough ones out of the race. That's right. We right? keep the race going. You guys keep the to race the going. Women. All right. Points to you guys on that one. Kudos. Right? Kudos to you guys because I don't know how you guys do it. You guys. You've been sick before, and you're still working. You're still doing. Remember when I had surgery? Yeah, you were still out oh, there doing Oh, was at the kitchen thing. doing food? Hey, because we gotta eat, and eating out is not is not I mean, a but choice. I cooked too. I mean. You did, you did. But I'm saying, no, I, no, I was still, no, I was still st- up and, and no, moving no, guys, and doing women, what needs to get guys, done. Yes, you are a very good help, you guys, and you're a very big help. Women are the shit. Women <laughs> are the shit. You guys don't. You guys just don't stop. You guys get a flu. You guys, all right, got to do this and got to do this. I got to clean the house. I got to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Men are like, okay, I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. I'll be there for a couple of days. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm going to stay in there, and that's all I'm going to do. You know? I mean, unless we really have to. No, it's true. If you guys had to get up and go to work because it's a necessity, yes, I've, you do. You do. But, we did yesterday. Yeah, that, that's so right. So it, it's just if you can relax, you relax. But women really don't have a, a chance to relax because we got to take care of the kids. And yep. we got to take care of you guys. And we got to, and things still have, life still goes yeah. on. Women are the matriarch of the family clan. That's right. Women are the matriarch, and you guys really step up to the plate when it has to get done. And so. you guys are the patriarchs, and you guys hold the fort down, you defend the house, and you protect us. Hey, it's a fair change for me. Yeah. I'm good. Listen, guys, if you're going to learn something about me is that I am all the way, I am not a feminist at all. <laughs> not at all. Sorry. I know that there's roles that we have to play, and the man plays the man role, and the woman plays the woman role, and I'm completely okay with that. Hey, I. It's it, my choice. It takes a team to build a family nucleus. It's not just one way. It's not just the other way. Maybe that's why our relationship has worked for the last 20 years. I agree. And I think that our marriage has worked because we I, have flexibility. And I know my place as a man, 
and you know your place as a woman, and I respect you. Same here. I respect being, yours. For being and your opinions and your thoughts and your decisions, right? And But exactly, and that's what's made our family so successful. And strong. And our even our family as a family, not just our relationship, you and me, just you, me, and Pollux. That's We've right. actually built a really nice foundation and we're and we're very and we're very susceptible to each other's feelings so we yes. respect each other absolutely and you know what when there's like when my husband and I we do any negotiations or any business negotiations and I see that he has the 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 go on it and that person well if I'm flowing oh yeah and if, if you're I'm flowing, flowing I'm in the flow and I'm in the I step back I step. take the I take the back seat. and when you have the flow because you know you you're doing it, I step back and I let you handle it. Yeah, and it's happened a lot because fortunately yeah. we've built a life where you and I work together and we, well. we, and we do it. And, yeah. and you know what? I think everybody can. Yeah, everybody I think can. every single... No, we work together. We work out together. We live together. We, we own a business together. We hang out together. We hang out together. A lot of people look at it and be like, how do you guys do it? I mean, we do get our alone time. He goes every so often with his friends and I'll go every so often with mine, but it's like one... And no, but a lot of people look at us and they're like, wow, how do you guys work together? Like, yeah. so we hear so many husband and wives like, I couldn't work with him. I couldn't work. Remember that? Remember that lady? Who was it that told you that? I remember a lot, like probably like about before we bought this house. I think we were about to move. And then we yeah, were We also heard it from the printer guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the most recent one. It's hilarious. Go ahead. Tell that story so we can laugh. No, that- he, well, he he was like, I don't know how you guys do it. You know, my wife, I'd rather her just start her own business because I cannot work with her, this and this and that. And I think that all comes down to not respecting each other's roles. That's right. You see, at, at SKC, I don't get involved in your position, what you handle, and you don't get involved in my position and what I handle. But we do know what's going on 100%. in each role. Yes. So I know what's going on on your side, and you know what's going on on my side. 100%. So it's not like we just become absentee no. landlords. No. No, we're actually involved. I take your advice. Exactly. Because I will come to you for advice. Absolutely. And then you come for me, come to me for advice, but then there's certain roles that you play that I don't get involved in, and there's certain roles I play that you don't get involved in, and we give each other, even though we work together, we give each other that space. And we give each other that flexibility and the respect and the respect because once you make that decision, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to it. I'm Absolutely, gonna, I'm gonna back you up 100. percent Yeah, and and you know what? For that, I, I I'm very thankful that I have such a mature husband. Nah. Well, thank you. Enough about that. Let me uh, let's go into. Uh, Want to talk to you guys about maybe some of the tips and tricks, right? We we wanted to give you guys some sort of. Um, Sensei tricks. That's right. Sensei tricks that has helped us help so many children at the clubhouse. That's right. That's right. And and they're tricks and tips that if you use often, your child is actually going to excel and learn how to do it. Listen, guys, everyone thinks that by listening to the trick one time that you got it. But you know what? I've learned in life, we've learned in life, that everything needs to be exercised, just like your muscles, just like uh, like working out, just like sprinting. Whatever you do ha- takes time. Like you're not gonna teach somebody a trick, and then you're gonna know the trick by the next day. You, like you, in karate, if you learn how to throw a kick one day, you gotta practice that kick every day. Otherwise, that kick is still gonna be a beginner kick or a beginner punch. You have to practice that kick or punch every 
single day for a certain amount of years in order to be a master at it. That's right. Otherwise, you can't do something once and expect it. Okay, done. Let's continue. Now, this is something that you used to say often, Sensei, about Bruce Lee. You used to talk about how he, because he had some really cool quotes. And this was a quote that you told me a long time ago, and it's always stood in my head. What was it? I fear the man that's practiced 10,000 kicks. I'm sorry, practiced one kick 10,000 times than a man that's practiced 10,000 kicks one time. Does that make sense? Or yes. Did I, or did I just screw that up well, completely? I know that the point of the... of the Take one technique, practice it 10,000 exactly. times. Instead of taking 10,000 different techniques and, and practicing it one. one time. Technically, it means that... To the beginner. Exactly. There's no practice. Everything is through repetition. So every time you have the opportunity to use these tricks, you got to use them. Yep. And you have to be subconsciously aware or consciously aware that it needs to be used. You, It's not... It's not going to be an epiphany that's going to come out of the sky and be like, hey, hello, hello, you got to use that tip right now. No, you got to learn it and then you got to be Until aware it and focus. Until second nature. Exactly. Because if, it, if it's not second nature, then you still think, the moment you have to think about applying the technique or the, the advice or whatever it is, it's not second nature anymore. You have to be able to be able to apply it without technique. It's got to be natural. It's like walking. You don't exactly. think about walking anymore. But how do you, at first, how do you walk? You, you walk with your feet. Exactly. And very slow when you're a baby. Yeah, you're you, learning. You walk with your feet. So that means you're using your feet to walk. Now, as we become older, we don't walk with our feet anymore. We walk with our hips. Exactly. Our, what our feet is doing is that it's catching every, it's catching us as we take each step. Kind of like a fall, and it's and and you're so attuned to it that your mind and your body trust that your foot is gonna catch you. Yeah, because if that leg was not to be there, as you take a step, you're gonna fall. How? You see, a kid is gonna keep all the weight on his back leg. He's gonna step with one leg. How cool is that? Yeah, but but why is it so easy for you to walk now? Because you practice it every single day. For. As as many years as you've been alive, uh, or as long as you're able to walk, exactly. So that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. So these tips, you know, at first you you might feel like a newbie, and that's normal. Feeling newbieish on a on on any advice is perfectly okay. But it's like podcasting right now. Exactly, that's right. But not using it is where you fail. Exactly. So come on, let's start some off because I know you have some really good tips. All right. So here's one tip. Okay. I'll let you guys know right now what the tip is. I mean, I have it right here, right? Here's one tip. Everyone wants attention, okay? What does that mean? Every child wants your attention, whether they're doing it in a negative or a positive way, they still want their attention. But you have to be able to reward and give the attention to the actions that you want to your child to continue doing. Yes. You know what? As a matter of fact, last week, remember I was telling you, I was talking to a mom and she was like, hey, can you tell me how my daughter's doing here at camp? And I was like, man, she's doing really good. She's sweet. She's kind. She shares. She has a lot of friends. Uh, She's very good with the coach. I mean, she's pretty cool. Every time she sees me, she gives me a hug. I was like, your daughter's awesome. She's like, man, I'm having a lot of trouble with her the last couple of days at home. 
And I'm like, what's going on? She's like, well, she has triplets, brother and sisters, one brother, two sisters, and they're two years younger than her. So they're kind of babyish, but they're kind of close to her age. But I can I can see where she sees them as as babies, and she's kind of seeing herself more as a big girl. So um, she was being not mean to them, but probably not playing with them because now she's among kids her age that are playing with her. So she's probably seeing the difference in age. And then she's like, but she's also being nasty with me. So I was like, hmm, interesting. So I started asking the mom, what are you doing when she's behaving this way? She goes, well, naturally, I grab her. I bring it to the side. I speak to her. She's getting the attention. Exactly. She's getting the attention she wants. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, she doesn't care if it's bad or good. She got that attention. She got the attention away from her little kids because I bet you those triplets are getting all, all the, attention. the attention. And you know what? It's normal because it's three it's of them. It's three of them. They're all the same age. And they all want individual attention. And as the older sister, she probably is like, you know what? I'm not getting any attention. Now, unconsciously, she's probably doing these wrong things to get the attention from the one she loves, which is mom. Exactly. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. And that's what... And so I told mom, I said, listen, my recommendation is... Whenever she's misbehaving, do not give her any attention. I said, none at all. Don't tell her she's doing something bad. I said, don't tell her anything. Literally walk away. Walk away. Walk away. And then she goes, but what do I do when she comes up to me? I said, you could then turn around at her and tell her, right now, you're not behaving the way you're supposed to. So whenever you decide to behave the way you're supposed to, we can talk. talk." And walk away again. And she told me that she's been doing that, and it's been amazing, amazing. And then, of course, she has amazing coaches, you and myself, that speak to her. And I, you know, I sat down with her, and I told her, hey, beautiful, I want you to go ahead and be kind to your brothers and sisters. Also remember, you speak to mommy and let her know what's going on. That's why, parents, we but- also encourage that you guys get good people on your team. It takes a village to raise a child. That's right. But you also cannot forget to point out any good thing they do. That's And give right. them the attention that she would want for that good behavior. I agree. Because if you ignore it, then what are they going to do? They didn't get the attention they wanted, so they're going to go back to doing the bad things that are going to get the attention she desperately wants. Exactly. But, so if she picks up her clothes, you got to throw a freaking party. That's right. You're if, really good at that. You're amazing if, at that. If she helps brings the dishes to the kitchen, oh my God, you're so awesome, man. She I gives love her you little so brother or sister a kiss or gives them the toy. Wow, oh honey. God. Good job. You're such a great older sister. Yes. I love you. Come yes. on. I'm going to give you a kiss right now. Watch. Hey, guys, learn. Look, this is how she kisses you. And then you give her hugs and kisses. That's right. But now she got the positive attention. And guess what she's going to want? She's going to want to do more of the good things to continue getting that positive attention. And then she's going to grow up always trying to look for what type of attention? Good attention, not negative attention. And who stemmed and who planted that seed in the brain? Mom Mom and dad. And dad. Yep, that's right. So parents, tip. Uh, this is a very important tip. It's, it's, so important. it's like one of it's the so, most. It's so important. Like this is gold stuff right This here. is actually something we'll probably talk in multiple podcasts Absolutely. because it's super, super important. One thing that um, 
one thing that I... But it took us a while to learn this. Yes, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we're talking now, for us, it's just natural to do even at the clubhouse. Absolutely. Because with certain children, if they misbehave, we just don't give them any attention. Now, we teach a lot of classes where we have 20, 30 kids in a class. And if there's one child that's misbehaving or he or she's not sitting nice, and I immediately start talking to this one child, here's what I notice, that if one kid gets the attention... All the other kids start doing the same behavior. Just to get but, the attention. But here's what I do. Instead of focusing on the child that's not sitting nice or that's not listening or is not throwing that right punch or that good kick, I instead focus on the one child that is. And guess what everybody starts doing? They all immediately start doing what that good kid is. Why? Because they also want to be called out in a positive way. If they do something bad and you call their attention... All the other kids are going to want to do the same thing. Why? Because they still want the attention that you're giving them. You know what? You're absolutely right, especially when I teach class. Yeah, I absolutely. learned that from you perfectly. Absolutely. You, one of the main things that I've noticed was, especially with the little guys, we're talking about four, five, six-year-olds, even five, six. seven and eight. Once they That's turn nine or ten, right. they kind of get a little bit older, it, so yeah. they get it. But those little guys, those are the ones that if one child is <laughs> in the background and you're like, hey, you, shh. You know what they all start doing? Exactly what you said. They all start talking because yeah. now they want you to call each and everyone's name and yeah. tell them to be quiet. That's right. And you know what? We're not a place where we're going to grab your child, tell them to stand up and get out of the class because... Because our job is to work with them. Exactly. And to teach them our job, sensei, what does sensei translate? One that's come before. Yeah. So your path, you're the one before and you're coming into this path, and therefore, we have to teach them what the right path is. They don't know. They have no idea. That's right. That's right. And what idea do they have? They have no clue. They They're a blank slate. Yep. Yep. Zero experience. Zero. Yep. We were talking about that the other day. We were. Here's another thing we were, we were, we were talking about, okay? Because we love the whole child psychology. We, we love to see how we can help our children or better or better yet how to un- understand a children a child's mindset that's right and also we also talk about a lot of uh, building blocks and foundations and how these building blocks actually form who you become as an adult people don't believe it but it's the truth your experiences equate who you become as an adult like it or not it's the truth yeah yeah we're shaping tomorrow's Future. Society. Civilization. I mean, right now we're technically in control. If you're, listen, if you're between 30 and 50, you're in control of the world. You're, you're the adult. That's right. You're the one that controls the market, the mark, the, the jobs. Most teachers are in their between 30s and 50s. You know, before that, you're kind of still getting it. If you're in your 20s, you're just a young adult. That's right. And, still learning. And yeah, there's not there's a lot of learning to be and done. And after 50 and 60, most people start to retire. Most people start to kind of live that spiritual life. Exactly. You know, it, it kind of changes. But if you're in 30s to 50s, those 20-year gap, you're in control. You're it. You're the ones that are in control of everything. We are it. We're it. We're it. We're, we're it. We're, and, we, and our job is to be able to teach the younger generation, whether it's you know, youngsters such as, you know, four, five, six, teenagers, 20-somethings, you know, and, but we, we were talking about this the other day, and, you know, kids are not dumb. Oh, no. 
They, they just lack experience. They lack experience. That's all it is. So let's say you put a cup next to the edge of the table. You know, sometimes we get frustrated because we understand we've been there through experience. We have that level of experience. We've already done that. So if a child puts a cup next to the edge, it's not that they're doing it on purpose. It's just that they haven't experienced that that cup can actually tip over and the fall. Outcome. They haven't experienced it. So for them, that cup is never going to fall. But they haven't experienced that. It's the possibilities higher of it falling from there. Absolutely. They don't understand that if they walk next to that ledge, they might trip and fall. We've been there. We've almost tripped and fall. So the minute that happened to us, we gained that experience. It's just lack of experience. It's not that they're, you know, oblivious. Or some kids are. Some kids are. Yes. Because some adults are also oblivious. That's right. And I agree. And I agree. But... With that, we can actually go into tip number two, which is never use a negative phrase to go ahead and uh, suggest something. So, for example, my husband was saying, putting the cup on, on the edge of the, of the table. We, should just say, we shouldn't say, hey, don't put your cup at the edge of the table because you're going to hit it. Or don't drop the juice. What you should say is, hey, listen, PJ, put the juice a little bit further back because here at the tip, you can hit it and it can fall on the floor. So you shouldn't be using negative words to, uh, or just negative phrases to try to, to uh, give out information to your child. Like I, I used to, my son, he loves to walk with his shoes untied. That's like, I think, and you know what? I think that's all the kids. Um, so my son's always walking around with his shoes untied. So I'm like, PJ, tie your shoes. I try not to tell him. Tie your shoes so that you don't fall or make sure you don't fall. I just tell them, hey, tie your shoes or make sure they're nice and tight so that you can go ahead and play and, and have fun. Because our subconscious doesn't understand the word can't or won't or didn't, don't. It doesn't understand negative words. It only understands positive words. That's why if you see that you've given your child um, an advice on something and you gave it to them with a negative word... It's going to happen right away. Like, don't spill the juice. And then you turn around and you're hearing the cup falling on the floor as the juice is spilling. Why? Because that's just the way it works. And you have to understand that we shouldn't be giving them those negative uh, words. Let's try to phrase it positively and give them the experience that we know. And if you know what we know and what I what I used to do when I was a kid was you would give me the experience. And then unfortunately, on some of them, I had to stick my own head in the hole and learn my own experience before I would actually believe it. So let's try to go ahead and give our kids better phrases on stuff that we want them to do. Right. Kind of like the positive reinforcement when you're, you're giving them the good attention. Positive also reinforcement when you're speaking to them. Speak to them in positive words rather than in negatives. Even though you're not saying it in a bad way, but, but it's still saying like, like, you, like when someone tells you, you can't have that, how much more do you want it? So let's not say that. Let's just use better phrases, if that makes any sense. It does. It does. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So they're not dumb. They just lack experience. <laughs> I love that phrase. We, we really need to start freaking... Uh, uh, quoting these things because that's pretty cool. I've never heard that before. Listen, you know, it's just lack of experience. And maybe some adults too. Maybe some adults are just not dumb. They just lack the experience or having... Listen, life is about having experiences. And awareness. Because life and through these experiences is what we create life out of. Exactly. And, and if we can't... And if sometimes we're so sheltered and we're so, um, you know, put in this bubble that you're not allowed to have these experiences, 
you're never going to learn. And that's why we make it to adulthood. And that's why we, you know, we make it. I mean, some people take, take some longer, you know. And like I tell the kids, if you're making a mistake more than once, it's a choice. It's no longer an accident. That's right. Albert Einstein said it perfectly. I, I can't quote him at this moment because I don't know it off the top of my head. But it went something along the lines is if you keep repeating the same action with, with a, expecting a different result, you're crazy. You're crazy. How is it that you're going to keep trying the same thing the exact same way, getting the same result every time, but yet you think that you're going to get a different result? That's just being a knucklehead. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So that was pretty, that's pretty awesome, guys. Try those two things because you'll see a big difference in, in, in even your experience and your, in your interaction with your child. Giving them the attention when they need it and then also using proper phrases, or just not proper, just better, like more, more um, positive, I would say, phrases rather than negative phrases. I think that would actually build up to more, to more, more of the stuff you want as a parent. Like you want to start seeing better attitudes, better, um, better experiences, better behavior, whatever it is that you're focusing on, you'll get it. So let's recap on that real quick. One is kids want attention. Right? That was, number, that was number one. Kids want attention. Whether it's good or bad, they want attention. But it's our job as parents, as their life coach, to be able to point out or give the attention when they've actually done something good, not something bad. Love you can it. correct, of course, but give the attention when you want to praise it. Okay? Two, kids are not dumb. They just like the experience. Okay, so we cannot be so frustrated because we already know. And hey, listen, we're all at fault. How can you do that? Can't you just know that that's going to happen? We've been there. We get it. We've been there so many times. So for us, it's like it's common sense. For them, they've never experienced it's it ever. It's a brand new experience. Everything is new. Everything. Everything. Everything is new. Like for you, riding a bike is easy. For them, when the first time they ride it, they're just... They don't understand that by turning the wheel, they're going to go straight. They're just trying to hold on for dear life. <laughs> and, you know, and it's just lack of experience. And then, of course, use better phrases, right, to be able to encourage a better result instead of using negative phrases that are going to encourage that negative result that you don't want. Don't spill the, don't spill the juice. Have you ever just... Been like, you know what, I hope I don't, I hope I don't knock that over. I hope I don't knock that over. And all of a sudden, you knock it over. Why? Because in your head, you said it yourself. But if you say, you know what, today I'm, I'm going to flow through this day as amazing as you can. And you put yourself in that mindset, and you're going to have an amazing day. It's all the mindset you put yourself. And kids are so easily guided that if you go in there and you give them that proper mindset, they're going to flow through it. Yeah, and you know what? Now that he's saying the mindset, it, it, something just tipped me to, to tell you guys. You know what's also important? Always focusing on the positives. Just like my husband was saying that you focus on the positives on their behavior. Also focus on the positives on everything they do. Behavior, language, um, nice things that they do, um, hugs and kisses that they give you. Always focus on the positive because guess what? If you focus on the positive, what are they going to do? Focus on the positive. They will only learn how to focus on the positive. They are constantly learning from you. And if you're using certain phrases, 
that's what they're going to learn. Hey, and you know what? Being at SKC and being the leaders of SKC, I've heard some phrases that I'm like, wait a minute, come here. Let's, you didn't get that from me. Let's rephrase that yeah. because that's not, that's not going to help you for the future. So, and, and you teach them. And you can do it too, parents. At first, it's hard, but I promise you, it gets easy. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And you know what? Like I tell my son, the only person that can do those changes is yourself. Hey, if your child's losing its temper, are you losing your temper? Hey, kids model, adult kids model other people. And who are they going to model the most? The people they're around. The most. The most, which is their parents, their older siblings, right? They're going to they're gonna model their teachers. That's right. The way they speak. So, you know, sometimes we tend to forget that we play such an important role in children's lives and their upbringing. It's huge. You know what? When I was younger, I never knew how important it was Super. to be guided and surrounded by people that can actually influence you so that you can be smarter, stronger, faster, healthier, wealthier, uh, successful. I have a mindset that nobody can take away from you. Nobody. And you know what? Like I tell, we tell all the kids, the only thing that can never be taken away from you is who you are. Through, from your experiences. From your experiences. Because yeah, any, negative, any negative or positive experience is going to shape your life. And it will. It will. No, it is. And But if you teach your kids to stay in the positive, even if the experience is bad, they will always find the positive in that experience. And that's what we're teaching. That's what you teach. You got to teach. Because listen, guys, we live in a life of ebb and flow. Yin and yang. There's good, there's bad, and there's the middle. So... Even if the experience is terrible, you have to be able to look through all the bad and find the good. Because if you can't find the good, then you're going to be stuck in what? Depression? Yep. Sadness? Yep. What else? Being a loner? Anger. Anger? Frustration? Yep. But if you teach a child, yeah, this happened. You know what? Dude, you got an F. Now let's figure out why you got an F. What happened? Oh, well, you know, I started playing some Fortnite. I forgot I had a math test. But if you come there and you go like, you know what? You're so dumb. I can't believe you. You got an F. How dare you? How many other kids in your class got A's and you're the dumb one out of the bunch that got an F? How stupid. You know? Listen, if you're telling That's your child dumb. he's dumb, he's, he's going to really believe he's dumb. He you're is- shaping the way they are be- who, who they're becoming. Well, you know what? Didn't we have this yesterday with Pollux? Absolutely. Yesterday with my with our son, um, I was changing his bed sheets and I go into his room and you know what? It's it's a kid room. It's a mess. So and it's not that it's a mess. He just has clothes on the floor, just like silly stuff. So I come in and I tell him, "Hey PJ, why is this on the floor? Come on, let's pick it up. Put it in the hamper. Put your stuff away and let's go ahead and fix your bed." So he starts saying, "I'm a dummy. I'm a dummy. I'm a dummy." So naturally, what do I do? I do not respond to behavior that I don't want to hear. Right? So he stopped. He started helping me fixing around. Then after he helped me out, I said, hey, dude, thank you for helping me fix the bed. Thank you for picking up your clothes. But then I gave him a really big lesson. I told him, PJ, stop saying that you're a dummy because guess what you're going to do eventually? You're going to be a big dummy. I said, you're going to be a big dummy. And he cut, like, he looked like I took him completely out of that trance. He looked at me like, (gasps) I said, yeah, you're going to believe it because you say it so much. He went, like, I saw the light bulb just Turn on. And his eyes were like, whoa. I said, dude, whatever you, whatever you speak comes into truth. Yep. So be very careful what you say. And then he was like, and then he kind of forgot about it. He's a kid. So he forgot about it. He kept going. But these are the little lessons that you pick them, you catch them, you fix them. 
they they're small now, but when they get older, the problem gets bigger. Yep, that's right. So what are they going to be telling themselves when when a, a child bullies them in high school? If they don't have that strong mindset as a kid, when they reach a certain age, is that going to just destroy them completely? You know, it you, can. Some kids, it does. Some kids, it does. Parents, it's 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 a real deal. It's a real problem. It's a real problem because they're not old enough to understand that the only person that you have to satisfy is yourself. They don't understand that. They think that we live in a society that we have to, our our personality has to mesh with everybody, which is not true. No, no, no. Not everybody's going to like them. And, no, and you got to be you, okay with that. But you have to tell them that. There you go. That's a nice point we can go over. We you, talk about that often, too. With the kids. Uh, oh, nobody really... You know, there's six billion people in the world. There's people that are not going to like you, and you have to be okay with it. Not everybody has to like you. And you don't have to like everybody, but if that person doesn't like you or you don't like them, stay away from them. Yeah, stay. You you have to make friends with everybody. No, you don't. You don't. Stay away from them. Stay away. And you know what? The further away you stay, the better. If you and that person don't mesh, it's perfectly fine. Listen, there's people that are going to bring out the worst in you. That's right. And there's people that are going to bring out the best in you. And you surra- Why surround yourself with those that are going to bring the worst in you? No, you, you get away. Surround yourself with the people that are going to make you happy. Surround yourself with the people that are going to make you strive for better things. Surround yourself with the people that are going to build you up. But if somebody's tearing you down or making you, stay away from them. Listen, it's very simple. We were given emotions for a reason. Our emotions are our thermometer that tell us when things are going the right way or things are going the wrong way. If you're in a situation and you're not feeling good, that means it's going the wrong way. And us as parents, we have to teach our kids to tell, hey, at that moment, you either stand up and walk away or you get completely out of that situation. You get yourself out of it. Now, if you're with someone and they're making you feel happy and you're having a good time and you're playing and manhunt and this and that, then you stay there because our emotions are our guide tool. It's it's and it's in you like you feel it everywhere. You know that saying when they say your gut intuition go with it? And it's the same thing with feelings. Yep. When when you feel it, you you got to you got to listen. Yep. Yep. You got to listen. Parents us too. You know what? As a matter of fact, our son had a friend that um, my husband was like, you know what? I don't really know if I want him to hang out too much with him. And I used to be, I, I didn't see anything. I, I guess because I wasn't kind of looking for, for any of the, of the little hints that he was throwing out. And at the end of the day, the friendship ended up being something that I wish... Pollux would have never had because he learned some things that he should have never learned. So at that point, I said, you know what? Sometimes you got to listen to your spouse too. Because my husband did tell me. He said, hey, you know what? That kid, he's a cool kid, but he's a little bit older. Going to teach probably stuff that he shouldn't be knowing. And that's exactly how it was. And my mistake. I should have listened, and I didn't. And now... I'm stuck with what I am. Nothing bad, but still, I don't think it was appropriate at his age. Yeah. You got to watch out, you know, who your child surrounds himself with. And it's our job to protect that child from, you know, outside negative sources. That's right. And we don't keep him in a bubble. No, we don't. He's not in a bubble. No, he's not. He is, he has his experiences. He just has really good uh, mentors. Yes, he does. He's got life coaches. And we pride ourselves in that. 
prides us in being his life coach, not just his parent or his friend, his life coach. That's what we should be called. We shouldn't be called parents. What, what, what does even the word parent mean? It's a title for it is bearing a ti- children. <laughs> it's a title for bearing children. I think we should be called children's life coaches because parents, that's what we are. We're the life coach. We are. So if you... We help them how to walk. We teach them how to ride a bike. For all those good parents out there, that's what we do. You know, we go ahead and we teach them how to eat, teach them how to speak, te- teach them how to do their, their, their first writing skills, teach them how to read. Then as they get older, we give them more advice. And we're the life coach. We, we are. We and that's teach wh- them along the way to become better adults one day in the future. And that's why it's our job to actually learn we can't stop learning. The moment you stop learning, you stood at that age. Yep, that's right. Like, I listen to audiobooks at least one a week. Yep. I'm always learning. You have to. You have to. And with children... If you're not learning, you're dying. Yeah. If you you're not learning, you're dying. That's what you're doing. Just head, you, just, you just stop the forward button and you just go in reverse. That's it. Or you put the pause button and that's where you're staying. That's where you're stuck because you didn't learn anymore. Now you're stuck there. That's your spot and you, you're not going to grow anymore. And our job is to grow, you know. And I feel like I, I told this to someone one day and, you know, our, what our life should be, you know, as a young child or as a young adult, you learn. You know, you learn, you learn, you learn, you learn as much as you can. You go to school. You, as a young adult, you, you learn a trade or you learn a, a, um, a business. And then you cannot just learn it. Now you have to implement. So you learn, you implement, and then you have to give it back. That's right. You have to be able to give that back. And that's kind of that cycle because that's why we're all here to, today because our ancestors or able to pass down that knowledge to us. Wow, that's such a beautiful perception. I just made such a beautiful picture in my head that it's true. When you said ancestors, I was like, that's right. You know, if it wasn't for the the caveman to teach his kids how to make fire. And then his kids taught his kids, and then they made it a little bit better. They exactly, learned it, they implemented exactly. it, then they taught it back. Exactly. But that's what And life, then they keep learning. You don't stop But there. that's what life's about. Life is about beautiful. being able to learn implement because you cannot just learn it without implementing. You have to be able to implement what you've learned. Yeah, because anybody can learn how to do something. Like me when I was going Listen, if you learn how to write but you never write a word in your life. Exactly. Are you really are you really good at writing? Like I have a certificate in phlebotomy because I took phlebotomy classes but, but you never I never it. ever implemented it. So I mean I'm assuming I could draw blood, but I'm gonna probably tear your arm up. <laughs> <laughs> Take you <laughs> 10, 15 shots to get that, that vein, right? Yeah, so it, you're right. So just because you learn it doesn't no, mean you're you an expert at all. No, because no. you can learn mar- martial arts on YouTube. Yeah. And you can learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it. But if you never implement it, can you ever really be a black belt? That's true. No, you cannot. You have to be able to implement it live. You have to be able to kick or punch. In or motion, you, Or yeah. if you become a, a doctor, you learn how to be a doctor, but now you have to go practice it. And then hopefully in the future, those interns that come along, you're going to be able to teach them. Exactly. So everything is about learning, implementing. You got to give back. Very nice. You have to be able to give that back to 
the younger generation. So they can learn it, they can implement it, then they have to be able to give back and maybe apply the new techniques that they learned. Exactly, and learn more. And learn more. On it. That's, yes. that's pretty freaking awesome. And that's, I feel like that's the meaning of life. It is, though. It is the meaning of life. Because the me- if you don't pass down what you've learned, life ends. There. You end. Your name ends. Your name ends. Drake says that in a song. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I die when my name no longer said no more. Yeah. That's, and it's true. Yeah. And yeah. it's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. My goodness. We gave some really amazing tips today. It's been a great podcast. This is podcast number, number four. Numero cuatro. Okay. <laughs> guys, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Just sitting here with my husband and chatting and giving you guys all this amazing knowledge. It's, 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 so, it's so rewarding. And we're grateful with all our heart for all the opportunities that we get in this life. And we're, and we're super stoked to make sure that we give you guys more. Yep. And we'll be coming back again next week with podcast numero cinco. cinco. Stay tuned and we will bring it to you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast brought to you by... Super Kids Clubhouse. Clubhouse. We are now accepting registrations for after school. That's right. After school is starting up, and we'll be talking about after school at our next podcast and how to pick the right one. That's right. Very important, guys. Very important, guys. Remember, you want the right mentors and the right coaches around your children at all times. All right, guys. Enjoy your week. This is podcast number four, and Sensei Paola and Sensei Alex are out. Peace. Peace.